Air off. Refrigerator off. Lock on. Let's start the show. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers from all around the globe. Welcome back to Bangkok, Thailand. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. Together, we thank you for following along with our journeys around the world. Coming up on today's program, our good friend Alex Berger joins us to talk about what he terms awkward nudity from Austria, not Australia. But before we get into that, honey, hooray, uh, we have found quality craft beer again. That we have. I am so excited. We have found uh, Wish Beer, which is a nice little bar, only one BTS stop away from us. But but more importantly, they deliver. I, I know, and we found another little bottle shop last night. We did find another little bottle shop last night, yes. Yeah, so uh, a place called Bottles of Beer. Not the most original of names, but an, yeah, a nice little spot up And up it's Tonga. right off a couple BTS stops yeah, away. Yeah, it's not that far, but that's not what I want to talk about today. Of course not. Last week on the program, listener, we may have left you with the impression that Bangkok is a is a dirty city. And that was not that was not my intention, honey. Was that your intention? No, I obviously not. We live here. We we've gotta like it for some reason. I, exactly. So phone booths aside, this is not a dirty town by definition. And we want to talk about that today with you and, and explain what we mean because the reality is that that when you look around here, these Thai people have a dedication to cleanliness. Oh, yeah. And and I can tell you, you can just, you know the clean person versus the unclean person walking around here. And who are the unclean people? Why, it's those dirty, dreadlock-ridden backpackers. Oh, yeah. It's the farongs that are the dirty things sitting at the bar. Or they smell. They stink, exactly. It is rarely the ties that we oh, yeah. see. There's a pride in in their yes. appearance. Yes, they all look very well made up, very clean. They don't they, they won't be seen in public that way. Now, yeah, sure, construction workers that we see across the street. Well, yeah, but they're working construction, but right. not not out and about. So again, not a very very dirty place. And speaking of that, the, the BTS system, right? So mm-hmm. the BTS, the Bangkok Transportation System, the SkyTrain, really really clean. Yeah, um, every morning when I get on, there are people cleaning the rails. You know the black that goes up on the escalators where you put your handhold? Oh, the little moving piece of rubber you grab hold yeah. of. They're cleaning that and they're cleaning the glass along the way. And I mean, it's every morning. BTS stops are incredibly clean. The trains themselves, not a stitch of graffiti. Nope. There's no, I have I've one time seen where someone had etched on a window and I haven't seen that train again. I think they went and swapped out that window. Oh, probably. They probably. take serious pride in their yeah. BTS system. It is it, clean. You can't eat and drink on the BTS. Yeah, that's a major no-no. That's like the rule you put in place, honey, for the car. 
that we break like three days after buying the car. No, no, we don't. I would imagine everybody does that. I would imagine everyone. I mean, that's a very American thing to do. Don't eat my car. And then Thursday rolls around and have, yeah, give me a Big Mac and uh, with extra mayonnaise, which wouldn't be very American. And, and I don't eat that anyway, so that's never going in my car. Exactly. So the BTS is a very, very clean place. What have you come up with that's a very clean thing that happens here in Bangkok that you don't normally see or we didn't normally see when we lived uh, in the States? So the other day I was at, I, I was at school, actually, and all the kids are gone. It was a, it was a teacher work day, and, and uh, what, what here we call maids are called janitors back home. Oh, I see. They were cleaning each and every stair by Wait, hand. The custodians in your school uh-huh. were on hands and knees. Yes, buckets of water. With buckets of water and scrubbing, scrubbing the stairs. Yes. Yeah, I can promise you no one has seen that yeah. ever who <laughs> scrubs and, stairs. And I will tell you that each of our, at the school, each of our bathrooms, it seems, has its own dedicated maid. Wait a minute. Each, each, each toilet? Each toilet. Each, which the, the word bathroom here makes no sense in Thailand. Don't, right. don't say bathroom. We say toilet. I'm sure there's a Thai word for it, and it's probably toilet. So each one of the toilets, a maid is assigned to... Yes. Now, I can... I, I'm assuming maybe that on like right next to the women's restroom, yeah. the guys, I don't know if there's a separate person that takes care of that bathroom or if it's the same person. Oh, I can guarantee it's the same person. You know why I can guarantee it's the same person? Why? Because probably with a 40 to 50% chance of accuracy, if I go into a public toilet mm-hmm. here in Bangkok, anywhere in Thailand, there is a female in there cleaning the bathroom at the exact same time. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. I've never been in a male restroom. You don't spend here. a lot of time in the men's, John? No, I don't. I, I pride myself in that. It's like they're always in there. It's not like they just, oh, I just happen to walk in when they're cleaning. It's like that's where they hang out. Right. They're there cleaning the whole time, coming in and out. Could care less if you're standing there junk in or out. Not a big deal. They're there for a job, and that job was to keep the restroom right. clean. And it is. It is very clean. I'm amazed at how, how clean they keep the restrooms. But I think that has to be because they don't. you don't throw your tissue after you wipe in the toilet. Oh. You throw it in the bin. Right. It doesn't go down you know, that way. So I think you kind of have to be on top of it. Otherwise it starts smelling and getting gross. That makes good sense. And I will guarantee you someone's out there who's hitting rewind right now saying, wait, what? (laughs) Oh yeah. You you don't flush toilet paper here. Well, yeah. So, so toilet etiquette is weird in lots of places. And in Thailand, you do not flush toilet paper. No, and that's a really hard thing for me to remember, just FYI. You utilize the toilet paper, and you put the toilet paper into the bin, the trash bin, which is right next to the toilet. Yes. And then, the other place of cleanliness, here's how focused people are in cleanliness. What do you use then, or what should you use then? The bum gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bum gun is a water nozzle that is affixed to the tank on the back of the toilet often or sometimes has its own water supply coming in. 
you reach around, you grab the bum gun, and after you're done, you wash yourself. Yes. You give we, a nice little spray. We even have one in our house. You give a nice little blast, if you will. To uh, It's kind of like when they bring the high-pressure water gun out to clean off the sidewalks and stuff. It's just like that, but for your ass. You are going way too detailed, and, and I here, know you really enjoy the bum gun. It's fantastic. And the bum gun is what allows the etiquette of not flushing toilet paper because the toilet paper is no longer used for mm, removal. Right. It is used for dabbing Padding. dry. Right. It is a drying factor. So you put the moistened from bum gum water toilet paper into the bin, not the other. No, that doesn't happen right. because you use the... You can stop with the sound effects. <laughs> so, clean place. However... <laughs> That same instance of the bum gun, I mean, their dedication to cleanliness where there's a maid in the toilet with me every other time I'm in the bathroom, that's all great and fine. How come no soap? How come there is no soap made available in any of the public toilets I've been to where the receptacle to wash your hands? It is rare to find soap dispensers in public toilets in Thailand. I don't know where you're going to the bathroom because I find it everywhere. I'm not going to the women's room. Really? Women's? have You have soap? Uh-huh. Yeah. But we don't have towels. There's def- never any towels. No no towels at all. But you guys have soap. We don't have soap. We have soap. Rarely can I find a men's room with soap. Really? Hardly ever can I find towels. And by towels, I don't mean, and neither do you mean linen towels. That would be awesome, but also kind of weird. But just, you know... The, the hand towels you would expect to find, right. a lot of the times they will have the dispensers up there, but, but they're not there. full. Well, and what I found is that it's a toilet paper roll sometimes for you Even to use, worse. which you can't use. Even worse. Why, why would you want me to dry my hands with, not, not even single ply. This is like .034 <laughs> ply. It's the worst. Tissue paper, which you know what it does when you get when you get tissue paper wet, it just turns into like a big ball of mush. Yeah, why would I want that on my hands? I usually just wipe my hands on my pants. I'm with you, which I'm a, is I'm not a, a flinger good... and, a, and a and a wipe down to get. The, but it's 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 wet and it's moist. But yes, tissue paper. And speaking of that same tissue paper, no napkins at the tables. Instead, have a Kleenex. Yeah, uh, well, it's smaller than a Kleenex. It's this little thin again, same thing. 0.34 ply tissue paper that is on the table next to you as you eat, which causes you to use 27, at least 27, just simply to get your hands prepared to eat the meal. Right. Let alone if you get anything on them. Exactly. Just ridiculous (laughs) that they use tissue in the place of napkins. And I think kind of the, the, the coup de grace for me. So as clean as the BTS system is. Yes. As clean as they want you to have the city, they would like you not to litter. There are signs all over saying don't litter. Giant, bigger than life signs showing do not litter for a 2,000 bot fine, which is way, way, way too cheap. Nonetheless, do not litter. But you know what they don't provide? I know you know them. They don't provide. There's no trash cans. I I was, I needed to throw something away recently, and we were out and about, and we walked entirely through a mall. Yeah. 
and out into the street area, and it was probably three or four soys before I found a trash can. It's, it's it is nearly it's as impossible to find a trash can in Bangkok as it to find soap in the men's room. It's insane. I uh, maybe you should start carrying soap with you. Where would I keep the soap with me? In your pocket, like when you just keep a square of soap with me. Not a yeah, you, you're worried about your your jeans getting wet from drying your hands, and you want me to have like this giant yeah. soap stain running down my leg. That's bizarre. You're me. <laughs> you're making an assumption. Just get me another beer, would you? <laughs> You get to pick one interesting story and share it with me. Yeah, it can, I'm torn because I can either tell you about awkward nudity or um, live animals being eaten. 20 bucks if you can figure out which one of Alex's stories Evo chose for today's show. My name's Alex Berger. I'm a travel writer based out of Copenhagen, but originally from Colorado slash Arizona in the U.S. And do a lot of travel writing, travel photography, uh, and currently working in Denmark. So kind of tackling the international side of things as well. We're not known for having prudish friends, and Alex is no exception. However, cultural norms around nudity are just that, cultural. People who travel frequently, especially travel bloggers, find themselves in uncharted territory a lot when it comes to acting like a local. And when the clothes come off, it becomes even more awkward. All right, awkward nudity it is. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I was offered an invitation to head down to Obergurgel in Austria. And I was getting an introduction to skiing. Uh, and being, I guess at that point I was 28 and I'd never skied before. Wait, you? I thought, okay, this will be. You hadn't yeah, skied yeah. before at well, 28? Wow. Never skied before. Never skied. Because the thing was like, you know, friends, uh, like parents knew how to ski and we all, we always would talk about it. But then growing up all over Arizona, friends all knew how to ski and then they would end up going. And then, uh, I don't know, there's like this kind of like mystique around ski culture. That's kind of like, oh, if you don't know how to do it, mm. it's going to be real embarrassing and really difficult and everything. And so. Yeah, I never got around to it. But so this opportunity came up and I was like, ah, all right, fine. I'll give it a go. So the skiing itself was really cool. Ended up being easier than I thought. I didn't die. I didn't fall over. It didn't break anything, uh, which surprised me and was a little bit of a miracle. I did end up falling in a river um, through some ice. Uh, it wasn't a big river. Don't, it wasn't that deep. Don't so ski on the ice. worked out okay. <laughs> uh, snowshoe walking. So apparently I suck at that. Ah. So after that, I'm, uh, I've got a cold. Uh, I'm a little stiff. I'm a little bit sore. And uh, I'm staying at this hotel that's put me up. And I think, okay, well, crap, I really need to go and check out the, the sauna. And at that point, I didn't really realize that there's something about Germans and Austrians that, that really doesn't get that much uh, attention a lot of times. And that's that those two groups, perhaps more than any other cultures on the face of the earth, love to be naked. <laughs> and, and and you get another, like a lot of other groups, right? They're, they're like, oh, yeah, like I enjoy being naked. You always think about Finnish saunas or Swedish saunas or the Danes running sure. around naked on beaches or things like that, right? But they don't usually do it co-ed all the time. Hmm. And not that all Germans are always co-ed and always naked all the time, but... Anyway, they're a little bit a little bit more so than back in Arizona. I mean, you know, <laughs> growing up, like 
I think I've still got buddies back in Arizona that are having sex with t-shirts on. So, you know, like that right. whole, like being naked together thing is, uh, they, is they a little atypical. They still haven't seen a boob. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? So it's, uh, and, uh, and let alone like another naked dude chilling next to you. So oh. I'm like, okay, so it's time to go check out the the sauna. But I'm like, I, I don't really know how this works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna awkwardly hop on the internet so I can kind of roll in there and, and it can it can seem like I'm not completely embarrassing. <laughs> and if you Google like naked Austrian sauna etiquette or <laughs> Austrian or sauna etiquette and things like that, on top of getting all sorts of yeah flavorful results. Um, you get a lot of like mixed consensus. Oh yeah, you should go naked. Oh no, you shouldn't go naked. Da da da. So I'm like, okay, well that wasn't much help. But what I'm going to do is there's a bathrobe in the in the hotel, um, and I'm thinking there's going to be a changing room that then portals into the the sauna area. And so I'm like, okay, so I take my phone and electronics and and wallet out of my pockets, but I'm still in a t-shirt. Uh, my boxers and um, and and my jeans, and I take my robe and I go up there thinking I'm going to get in there and I'm going to change. So I open the door into the sauna, and as I open the door into the sauna uh, room area, right, because it's this whole wing of the hotel, the top floor, okay. and I open it and uh, I look around and it's just straight into the like the relaxing area. And there's this old dude that was walking out in the process of wrapping a towel around himself out of the showers, and so I'm like. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, no changing room. So I, I, I hustle back down to my hotel room. I take off my pants. I take off my shirt and everything else. And I put on my, I put on my swimsuit. Okay. And I'm like, okay, now I'm ready. Sure. And so I go back up and then I'm like, okay, so I get in there and this time I open the door and there's a cleaning lady, like a woman. And she just walks by right in front of me. And I'm like, shit, there's a woman. Cause I was kind of expecting it to be, you know, like gender yeah. segregated at of this course. point. Right. So I'm like, oh, hell, oh, well. But I'm like, okay, I'm in my swimsuit. But now I'm kind of starting to get the sinking suspicion that I'm still overdressed. And so, you know, like the only thing worse than being the, like the only naked person in a room full of people with clothing on is being the only person with clothing on in a room full of naked people, No doubt. Right? No so doubt. like now I have the sinking suspicion that I'm going to be that like awkward jerk off that's, that's that in there guy. that's, that's the, is is yeah and, and everyone's just gonna be sitting there like is it really funky is it really like tiny is there something weird like or someone just or like, someone's skeezing on us hey who invited the mormon <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like oh so i'm thinking oh crap but i decided to persevere right because there's no way in hell i'm going back down for like a second or third time to my room so i pop into the shower and uh and i scrub scrub myself down just kind of rinse off a little bit still have my swimsuit on, but I don't know where to take it and I don't know where to put it. And I'm still not 100% sure that it's actually completely nude at this point. Okay. So I, I wrap my towel really tightly around my swimsuit. So I figure, okay, it'll be a little bit weird that I have it wrapped around my myself and I never like take it off. But this way, it won't be that obvious that I'm wearing a swimsuit. It'll just look like I'm wearing my towel. Aren't I clever? Ah. So then I get in there and I get in the dry sauna and I'm sitting in the dry sauna and it's just me and this other dude. And you know, I'm kind of staring at the wood wall and he's got his towel wrapped. I've got my towel wrapped. Uh, he gets up, he leaves. Then this other dude comes in and he just undoes his, uh, undoes his towel and like lays it out. And, and then he's just kind of sitting there completely naked, cross-legged. And so I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Uh, at least he doesn't want to have a conversation. I'm going to keep staring at the wall. <laughs> so I'm, I'm staring at the wall, like just kind of chilling. And then uh, another guy comes in. 
And then a woman comes in. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. And 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 so getting into this whole thing too, like in the back of my head, I I, I still have that like nude beach fear or like doctor's office fear going on in, in, in my mind, right? Like don't get a boner. Right. So the whole time I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just terrified that I'm going to pop wood, right? So I'm just sitting there like, oh, holy crap, what's going to happen? Uh, and so now there's a woman that's thrown into the mix on top of it all. And so I'm like, oh man, this is really, this is not a good situation for me. So then she's completely naked and she just kind of pops her towel down. Yeah, I'm surrounded by naked people. But but then it keeps filling in. More and more people keep coming in. More men, more women, more men, more women. And we're running out of space now in this, you know, in this tiny little dry sauna. Sure. Everybody's getting real sweaty. It's getting tighter. It's getting tighter. Next thing I know, I've got a dude's knee that's like sitting on my knee <laughs> because we're all out of space. Right. And like the woman next her shoulders periodically brushing mine. And I'm just like, all right, now I have to stay in here. I'm not going to cut and run. I am not going to cut and run. And, uh, and, and and now, you know, they're all completely like completely chill, completely naked. And I'm still sitting there all wrapped up in my towel, like just thinking, uh-huh. oh, crap. So because, because now you can't so finally, take the towel off. At this point, you can't do it because you're going to reveal the fact that you have a bathing suit on. And that makes you look exactly. I will be like that super weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like it's completely embarrassed. So, I mean, that's the thing. So I, I got to keep completely wrapped and I make it like 10, 15 minutes. But at the same time, I don't really know how long I'm supposed to stay in there. And I have no sense of time because I'm completely nervous, right? Like every every second, you know, like it's just a slow, long second. Eons have moved. So, yes. mm. Oh, man. So so finally, I'm like, okay, that's enough. So, so I bail. And uh, I get out. I'm like, okay, that was a success. And the whole thing about this is, one, I needed to check it out because it was part of the hotel. But two, the following day, they'd set up a, it, it was through like a, a blogging event. And so they had set up this like six hour day in a nearby aqua park, spa, like spa and sauna place. Hmm. And I had no idea what I was going to need. So this was like my dry run, right? So <laughs> the following day, but like I head to this aqua park and but at this point now, I'm completely confused because I have no idea when the when the Germans and when the Austrians go full nude and when they do swimsuits. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to figure out if I'm supposed to just show up naked, right? I, I mean, like from the you know from the changing room for like the aqua park part, or if it's only for the sauna part. And so, uh. like, you know, I kind of I roll the dice and uh, I get into the aqua part, and uh, and luckily I I leave the suit on again, thinking okay, like I I. I there's a lot of kids and stuff running around. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think I'm going to leave the suit. Okay. So I have my float, but then I transition over to the, the sauna part and where the, the last place had like one wet and one dry. This place has like six, six wet. And like, uh, I think it's five, five dry okay. and then out, outdoor pools and everything oh. else. Yeah. And like the icing. <laughs> the, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting in there and, and there's the gal from, from the, uh, from the spa that's kind of showing me in and luckily so like now i'm kind of freaking out because i'm trying to decide oh crap at what point am i supposed to am i supposed to kind of like commit to this <laughs> and i'm getting a little bit deeper and we're winding through and then we transfer into the uh the sauna part and luckily it says no swimming suits allowed yes like, oh thank god like at, at least i know right <laughs> right direction. But now i'm still I'm in my robe now, but again, I have my freaking swimsuit on. So I go up and I, there's like a little cubby hole where I can kind of, I can just kind of duck out of my swimsuit really quick. Like I was never wearing it. And right. then, you know, it, it's, and, and, and in here, like it, it's the whole area. So some people are in robes, but it's just like this whole little micro nudist colony where everybody's walking around 
more or less naked. Yeah. Uh, young people, old people, yeah, no men, women, you name it. Which, yeah, exactly. Which just ends up being fantastic, right? But it's it, it's like, oh boy, you're not in Arizona anymore. Like no. you are way out of your way out of your depth, way out of your element. And and you can you can see the locals versus like the foreigners because the locals would um, there were these outdoor pools, and so where you would hang your robe to where you would get into the pool and into the water was I don't know like a ten foot walk. Mm. And so the locals would kind of like leisurely amble and then all the foreigners would just kind of like dart out of the water and then like race over and race in and then you know kind of like one hand covering stuff as they kind of did it so i'm, I'm doing that and uh you know doing the shower the scrub down and just kind of like all right I, I can deal with this no awkward hard-ons no uh you know nothing too uh too awkward confusing whatever and it started to feel really nice really natural and then i realized that one of the outdoor pools and these are right in the middle of the Tyrolean Alps, right? So you're you're floating mm. on your back in these pools and you're looking up and there's a little bit of snow falling oh, and these the incredible awesome. Alps are up above you. Oh, it's just incredibly relaxing. But there's this little like coffee shop area inside the the sauna part of it. Mm-hmm. And it has windows that overlook down onto yes. the biggest of the pools. So you have these these like robed people who are, you know, they're in the, the, the nude part of it, right? So they're kind of within the group. But they're sitting there sipping tea, basically, while you have all these naked people doing the, you know, the the uh, the crawl or the breaststroke in the sure. in this in this pool right below. But by the end of it, by the you know, by by like after about an hour or so, I you know, I was kind of getting in with it and, and I was just kind of finding my center and finding myself and, you know, getting really comfortable with my, you know, I guess body image or, or I don't know what you want to say. Like, so the yeah. whole thing was, was, was super healthy, but it was, it, it, it definitely took a little getting used to. And by the end of it, then you started having some conversations with people. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's that awkward naked talk where it's like, Oh, where are you from? Oh, oh me too. That's oh, nice. I see you're Come circumcised. <laughs> exactly. It's like, Oh, it stands out. Oh, one of those. That's great. That's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic, man. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Awkward Hard On is my favorite band name ever, by the way. It's going to be great. And that's the show. As promised, it's vacation week, and we're heading to the mountains. But we didn't want to leave you without a show, so we knocked one out just for you. And hey, speaking of that on the show, uh, it looks like, I don't know why, but numbers are trending upwards for us. Awesome. Congratulations and to us, I guess. And thanks to you guys for listening to this. Hey, if you're brand new and you've never heard of us before, or you're just new to the show or you've come back, let me know. Let us know what's going on. You get contact info all over the website. I mean, we're not hard to find. Sheevil? Sheevil? Sheevil. Yeah, we'll be Sheevil for the day. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Go to our Facebook page and tell us about that. We do have the Opportunistic Travelers on a Facebook page. It's a great way for you to keep up with us. And, of course, Shivo.wtf. Uh, and also, if you would like to come on the show and be a guest like our friend Alex was during the program, just get in touch. We want really cool travel stories. We make it nice and easy to record those with you. You don't have to worry about doing the work. We'll do all of it, and we'll enjoy as always, special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. And also this week, special thanks to Chris from Sounds Like an Earful, a great little podcast that you should be listening to. Uh, for the music used in this episode, links to both of those artists can be found in our show notes. And uh, yeah, that's it. 
For Evoterra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week from, well, here, assuming we survive the big Songkran Water Festival New Year fight. Cheers. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produce is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well-outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.